What's up, everyone, and welcome back to school. But don't worry, everything is cool. I'm your host, Jalissa, and of course, I am here with the boys, Steve and Brendan. Say what's up, you guys. What's up? And we got Patrick today. How you doing, Patrick? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't include you, bro. We wanted to exclude you, bro. Aww. wanted to make sure we're not associated with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, he's laughing, bro. What we're having a good that? time. I, do, I don't mean anything about you, bro. Why are you so mean to Patrick? Because he's mean to me. Okay, wait. Actually, why are guys always mean to each other? I'm not mean to He's rejecting. No, that's not true. Brandon's fucking lying. He's pretty fucking mean, too. How am I mean? What have I said that was mean this morning? Bro, like, you literally that- are always, like, gaslighting me, taunting me, uh, making fun of me. But I don't get offended by it. I just think it's like how my sister said. I think that's just how guys show affection because we can't emotionally tell each other what we feel. So we don't verbally. I'm like, Patrick, you're looking good today. So instead, I'm like, bro, you look like a piece of shit. But it's like inverse. It's the opposite. I, it's actually a show of love and warmth. Come, bro, it, it, is that not true? I don't know. I feel like Patrick's pretty nice. I'm speechless. But <laughs> you guys are, you see, they're doing it right now. They're gaslighting me. They're literally off camera. They're so fucking mean. Gaslitters? Gaslitters. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslitters. Gaslitters. <laughs> they're male manipulators. You guys don't agree? You guys don't think as guys? Like being mean to each other is a way of showing affection. That shit hurts sometimes from being. <laughs> yeah. No, it does hurt. It does hurt. So then, why do you guys do it? I don't. I don't. Okay, but they're what? lying. They're literally tripping. I don't know why they're saying they don't. They I literally mean, do that. I mean, I hang out with you guys. Why do you? Why do you guys? Why do you guys? Why are you guys mean? Wait, wait. If, if since you hang out with us, who always instigates it? You. Me. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think she was gonna say? Is that your honest action? It's, no, that's not. That's biased because she's your sister. Well, I literally never instigate shit. Am I right? You do instigate a little. I I can't I can't I can't say it's Stevie because like he's my brother and it's already on automatic that I would, that I would say it's. <laughs> <laughs> We're having our first walkout on the podcast. <laughs> wow, fight! We're gonna have a a, a YouTube a video. No, oh, no right. YouTube beef. <laughs> Can we say that? We're gonna have a, yeah, yeah, we're we gonna have a YouTube that. video of like what happened to Patrick, and then he starts his own podcast. Oh, uh, it's like <laughs> drama, like uh, and there'll be like video essays about like the downfall. Yeah, the thumbnail is you in black and white with like tears. They Photoshop tears on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking like off to the right, like have off screen. A, I have like my own desk and everything, and it's just a bee. <laughs> <laughs> the video starts with you walking into the frame first. He's and actually down. in a classroom. <laughs> 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 You're in the actual classroom. One. Oh, like a sneak disc. A no, lot of, a lot of people think we actually are in a classroom. I know because we are. Yeah. We are. I mean, we are totally. <laughs> We're not in the second floor. We we rented uh, a classroom. A classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's so subscribe to our Patreon because <laughs> it's expensive, man. Oh yeah. Side note: We're doing a Patreon episode today. So uh, for everybody who's not in the Patreon, if you guys want to see that, check it out below. Gonna get even more private. But you know what's funny and thinking about you know how you said uh, uh, that we do like we are meeting each other, but that shit hurts sometimes. Yeah. I, I think about all this time when I was in high school. I think I was like a senior. I remember it was me and a couple friends. We were doing that where we were just like being really mean to each other. And then uh, I remember our Izzy, who's a regular on this show, but my friend Izzy, he's like. Guys, this isn't fun. Like, I'm not having fun. Like, like this is we're just being mean to each other. Like, we're not. These aren't even jokes. We're just saying mean things. I still remember because they were getting really. It 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 was that thing where we were joking around at first, but then like somebody said something that took it a little bit further, uh, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, well, how, <laughs> at least like my dad didn't leave me when I was a kid." Like shit, like that. Yeah, it started getting really deep. 
And that's when Izzy was like, guys, I think we're just being mean to each other. He's like, I don't think this is a joke. It's what society wants. Yeah. But I think it's common. I don't think it's just us. I think a lot of dudes are like that. Yeah, I think a lot of dudes are like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's an effect of being uh, emotionally... Uh, Unavailable. Uh, I guess. I guess. Yeah. Unavailable. Okay. Yeah. Emotionally cut off. No, he's right. I mean, I feel like he's right. Being cut off. I mean, because uh, I'm telling you, that's it's like uh, since you can't show a softer emotion, you show a stronger, like... Aggressive emotion. Okay. Why you hate Interesting. Me? I don't hate you. I got nothing but love for you, bro. I got. I support you in the, everything you do. The meaner, the meaner he is, the more he loves you. Yeah, it's true. Mm. Sometimes <laughs> he like hits me and stuff. I don't hit you. Damn. I hit you if I'm laughing. I, I'm a regular. <laughs> I am a habitual. Like if I laugh, I like, I like hit people. I don't know why. It's like if I I have this energy when I'm laughing and I'm trying to like disperse it. Bro, from I have my this body. picture of me in black eye, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me, bro. You must have fell down the stairs. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. That is but crazy. uh what'd you bring for the show <laughs> this week? So I brought these uh questions. Um they're it's like a kind of like a personality test. Uh just to like learn about people. Um so first question is or first thing is I want you guys to choose a color. The first color that comes to mind. Orange. Blue. Green. What'd you say? What'd you say? <laughs> I said green. I said blue. Okay. okay. We also oh, were we supposed to say it out loud or no? No, you can't. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's fine. Okay. Um, She's like, just that think way, about it that way head, the though. viewers can, can hear you guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, okay. So then from that color, use three words to describe that color. Uh, warm. Uh, early. So you said orange. Young. Orange? Yeah. You said warm. Early and young. Early young. What about you, Brandon? They have Is to be adjectives or can they be things They have to be said? adjectives. Yeah. Cold. First thing. Green. Cold. <laughs> <laughs> you said blue, right? Depressed. Yeah. Green. Oh. I'm going to say. <laughs> so remember, just remember your answers. Okay? okay. So I can't say like trees. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I'm going to say calm, reassuring, uh, gentle. Okay. All right, now I want you guys to choose. Uh, oh yeah, Patrick, what'd you say? Uh, well, he said yeah. sad. <laughs> well, he no, said like three. <laughs> okay, what is blue? Okay, so what is what is blue making? Yeah. Pure. Okay. Obvious, because like I see it everywhere, and safe. Safe. Oh, okay. 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 That's cool. And then now I want you guys to choose an animal. It could be your favorite animal or any animal that comes to mind. Zebra. I don't know why. Zebra was the first thing that came to mind. Elephant. Tiger came to mind. Tiger? All right. Now, <laughs> choose three words to describe that animal. Uh, so you said zebra. Fast. Uh, docile. Um, peaceful. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to put intelligent, strong, um, intimidating. Intimidating. Okay. Elephant's pretty scary. Okay. Um, friendly looking, cuddly, and epic. A tiger? Pit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> friendly you never seen looking. Those videos where they're, like, <laughs> they're just big cats, right? Oh, uh, if, if why bad, why friend shape? Oh, wait, well, I guess I'll give mine too, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so for color, I chose purple. So I said unique, beautiful, and magical. Uh, and then for animal, I said penguin. So I nice. said uh, penguins are my favorite animal. So I said cute, funny, and sophisticated because they look like they're wearing tux. <laughs> and then so for the next one uh choose a body of water so what what i mean by that is like 
what's your favorite form of water? So like whether it's a river, whether it's the sea, the ocean, the rain. sea, the sea, the sea. snow, snow, snow. Okay, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Yeah. I think that's valid. Right? Is that valid? Does that count? That's a, a form of water. I feel like that counts, yeah. That counts, right? Because it melts. It's like ice, right? Okay, sure. That's a unique one, bro. I'll give you that. You're different. You're different, bro. You stand out. <laughs> what do you think, Brandon? First one that comes to mind, bro. I said sea. Oh, okay, ocean. Ocean. All right, now use three words to describe that. Uh, salty. Salty. Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and big. 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 Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say vast mysterious and deadly yeah deadly deadly okay (laughs) memorable fascinating and cold cold okay 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 uh i said rain um i said peaceful joyous and vibrant okay okay so remember uh what your what your favorite color was okay and then the three things that you said to describe it Okay. So your favorite color is how you see yourself. Orange. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, do you remember the 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 things you described of that um, color? I felt warm. I said warm, <laughs> young, and early. early. I am an early bird. <laughs> I am up pretty early. So that's how you see yourself. Oh wow. So what do you guys think of what you said for your favorite color? And that's deep. That is deep, <laughs> bro. You at first said lonely, bro. No. <laughs> 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 I'll drink you to that. I I'll drink to that. Was you also, serious. You also, but I was like, she you also said, said it was sad. Like, it was intense. And I was like, not. Nah. I pulled the real one. I forgot, okay, what I, did you actually say? I said pure, obvious, and I forgot the third one. I have a short term mm, memory. Pure, obvious, obvious, and. I do remember you said obvious. What does that mean? But what does that mean when it connects to you? I think because, like, I, I well, picture this guy. Well, because he said it that he sees it everywhere. Yeah, yeah no, I know. But me, what does that mean if it connects to you, if that's how you see yourself? What do you mean by like obvious? You stand out. You stand out? I okay. Guess, yes. I, I can I'm see him. that you do. I'm him. I'm him. <laughs> <laughs> I see that. What about you, brother? How does it this uh, What did I say? You said green. I said green. And green. I said. Oh, you said calm? I said calm, gentle, and then something else. I forgot. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Something like I don't know. It's just like tranquil. Yeah, something yeah. like Evil. that. Okay, so that's Evil. how you see yourself. Okay. Okay, I see that. I see that. I see that with how does, all of how you. Does, guys. How does that how does that make you feel? I feel good. I feel like it was pretty positive. I feel like it was cool because I said purple and I said unique, beautiful, and magical. So oh, magical. Wow. And I feel like they were, those things like remind me a lot of like well, especially like unique. I feel like I growing up I always felt like I always said that about myself. Um and I was always like I feel like I'm very like unique in just like who I am and like I don't know I uh, just like my beliefs and stuff. I think you're very um, unique. Thank you. I think you guys are all very unique, actually. <laughs> just saying. Come on. <laughs> there you go. See, he's not being mean anymore. <laughs> there you go. I know. I'm being soft. <laughs> you, tore, you tore down his wall. <laughs> <laughs> all I did was asking, "What's your favorite color, bro?" <laughs> <laughs> okay and then okay so the next one uh-huh. is go ahead, go ahead. favorite animal so do you guys remember your favorite animal i do okay so your favorite animal is how others see you 
Oh, really? Wait, that was... Or we your were, animal. We were supposed to say our favorite animal? Oh, yeah. No, well, you can say your favorite animal or just an animal that comes hey, to mind. I said the... Yeah. You said I said zebra. The, no, I said no, the, no, no. I was going to say... I said the first animal that came to mind. Yeah. yeah. Just in general. That's so I said no, zebra. Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, mm. it can be uh, your favorite animal or the animal that just comes to mind. T-Rex. Okay. That's what I wanted to say. My favorite animal... Yeah. My favorite animal is the tiger, but when you asked me, the first thing I thought about was zebra. Yeah. I think... The fact that you said it first, though, is probably like I think that's what it's looking for. Yeah, no? it's because I thought of zebra because of Patrick's shoes. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that's yeah. Why and I then was you like, said, <laughs> what did "Oh you yeah, show it to the camera." That's why. Yeah. <laughs> and then what did you describe a zebra? You were like fast. I was like fast, uh, docile, <laughs> and uh, what was the last one? Uh, peaceful. Yeah. So that's how you. That's how others see you. People see me as docile. <laughs> That's docile and peaceful. And then you said Is that how elephant, you see me, right? Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, I said elephant, yeah. Do you remember what you said? I said intelligent, strong, and intimidating. Yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> chill out, chill out, chill out. What did you say? You said... Uh, you said tiger. Tiger. I said yeah. epic... <laughs> and I, the third one as well. I think you said like scary or something. No, no he it, said it was like friendly, friendly, looking. friendly looking, epic, and... Cuddly? cuddly yeah i feel like <laughs> oh yeah i can see I, that, I, see that. Yeah, yeah. I see that i thought you said lion i didn't think you said tiger. no he said tiger. he's a tiger <laughs> that's funny <laughs> for mine it was penguin so i said cute funny and sophisticated <laughs> that's how oh, i feel uh, others see me <laughs> <laughs> is that accurate i feel like I guess so yeah i feel like your version of penguin reminds you of the adventure time penguin uh, what's his name uh, Ice King? Uh, yeah. yeah wait so so tiger's your favorite animal then no <laughs> then what is your favorite animal that's a good question it was a um i think it was a leopard or a jaguar okay oh wow would your answer kind of be the same then I as what would. you would be what would your answer then if mine would be tiger okay and then, then if what? i were to describe a tiger it would be strong um uh, big is the second one i'm thinking about and then beautiful <laughs> What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> he made like a motion. He made like a, a what do they call it? a phallic motion? Oh, yeah. And then what were you gonna say, Brendan? What was I gonna say? Yeah, what's your, your favorite, favorite animal? animal? Elephant. Oh, elephant's a favorite oh, animal. Real. Oh wow. Well, I mean, it, I, I didn't think I could say dinosaur. So <laughs> but, dinosaurs count as but animals. But alive like now, elephant. Yeah. Okay. Dinosaurs count as animals. Dinosaurs freak me out, bro. Really? Yeah. The more I, the older I get, the more I feel like if I genuinely saw a dinosaur IRL. I would like just like have a nervous breakdown. You should watch the Apple documentary, bro. It like I'll leave it at that. What if I tweak, bro? And I'm like, I'm, well, it's like a they, horror well, movie. They, to me. Well, because they they make them they make it in like a a mockumentary where they make it like seem like real animals. Mm-hmm. So they they they're kind of cute. But mm-hmm. so maybe that help. But I don't know. Some sad, Let me borrow your yeah. password. My password? Apple? <laughs> Does Apple come with like Hulu or something? I don't know. I think if you have one, you get the other, no? I actually have no idea. I don't, I don't think know. I could be wrong. It's plans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Misinformation. Misinformation. <laughs> right, what, what was the last thing? Okay. Yeah. And then the other one was, uh, what's your favorite form of water? Or like, which form of water do you like? I said the sea. Me and Brian basically said the same thing. You guys said the sea? And then what did you Snow. Say? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That counts, no. right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then. What did you uh, say, Julie? She I said rain. rain. Oh, yeah. I yeah. said rain. I yeah. love rain. I and love what does rain. this one do? And for your favorite form of water, it is how you view love. Oh, what did I say? <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. I cried on Brandon. I said, I said vast, mysterious, and scary. <laughs> <laughs> I said, 
fascinating, cold, and something else. <laughs> I said salty. Uh, yeah, you said, said salty. salty. Salty, and then what? Are, what was the other one? Big blue. You said big and blue. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you said big blue. And blue. Yeah, big and blue. That sounds huh. just like love. Yeah, that huh. sounds just like love. Yeah, that's how you view love. salty. <laughs> I said, and then for me, I said rain. So I said peaceful, joyous, and vibrant. Okay. Wow, that you had probably the best answer. Well, because she knows, <laughs> she knew, she yeah, knew. She, knew. Oh, she knew what it was. Well, I honestly, the first time I did this, um, I was actually hanging out with like a couple of my friends, and um, and he just like started asking me these questions. He was like, "Oh, like what?" But he was saying more like my favorites, so like my favorite color, my favorite animal, um, and I was just like describing them. I was like, "Oh, like this, this, that." I did the same thing where I also forgot some of the, some of them. Um, and then I legit every single time he would tell me what each part meant. So when he told me like favorite color means how you see yourself, uh, favorite animal is how others see you. And then favorite form of water is how you view love. Yeah. I remember just being so shocked because like, um, especially the parts of how I see myself and how I feel like people see me. Mm-hmm. I was really shocked at like how accurate those were. Cause I remember I was like, I like, especially like. The penguin one, which is like how others see you and how I always said like cute, funny, mostly the cute part, because I always feel like I always heard that. I always mm-hmm. heard like, oh, you're cute. Um, and I feel like there was that there was a point in my life where I didn't like it. I didn't like people saying that I was why, cute. why, why? Because I felt like um, it wasn't enough for like people to be with me. Mm. Um, like people would be like, oh, you're cute. But that's it. Like. And and I feel like people would always, at least that's how I saw it, right? That people would say I was cute, but, like, it always felt like no one really liked me. Mm-hmm. Like, no one had a crush on me or anything. What would you have preferred people <laughs> say? I don't know. I guess, uh, I guess, I don't know, like, beautiful would have been beautiful. nice. Yeah. Um, I feel like those... I feel like the, that word would have been a little nicer than cute. Because I feel like sometimes the way some guys would use it, it was just like, oh, like, you're okay. It would sound like they were saying, like, you're okay. Like, mm. you're okay. I guess I can kind of see that. I can see cute being seen as, like, the... Out of all of them, it's, like, cute, beautiful, hot, mm-hmm. fine as fuck, bomb. <laughs> I don't know, whatever it is. You know what I mean? I could see cute being, I guess, yeah. at the bottom of that. So, yeah. I, I get... You're valid. Yeah. I can see how you feel. So, I mean... Yeah, so, like, at the time, I was... I saw it bad. I don't see it as bad anymore. Like, it's mm-hmm. fine to me now. Um, just, like, when I was younger, that's how I saw it. But I remember when I did this, and I uh, eventually I tried to remembering back what I said, so that's what I wrote down. Um, so, I mean, it's been a while, <laughs> so I don't know if I exactly see them that way. It's just, like, what I had in my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought it was crazy when I did it, and I remember just being like, wow, like, that's, that's generally how I kind of see things, you know? Um, and it's also, like, cool because it's also, it's kind of like an icebreaker of, like, knowing people and kind of how they see themselves if you also want to know them in, like, a personal level. So, mm-hmm. I got to know a lot about you guys now, so. Okay. Wow. Imagine. So our audience. Imagine but. using that for, like, a date and then, like, they just break down. Break down. down. <laughs> <laughs> oh You're like, what the fuck? You think that what would be I too do? much? You think that would be too much? No, I mean. It depends. It depends on how into it you are. Like, um, if you're really into them, then you'd want to get that, like, depth. Mm-hmm. You want to see, like, oh, you know, this is how they view themselves. This is how they yeah. view the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you weren't fucking with them and then they're, like, breaking down and crying, it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, oof. Like, yeah. So, like, we should probably get the check, right? You want to go home? Like, <laughs> I'll drop you home. If somebody told me, I would just, like, break down. <laughs> 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 like, what, does it, what does it mean? 
in, in terms of relationships, do you feel like it's easy for you guys to open up? Like whenever you guys have dated, do you feel like it was easy for you guys to open up at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, you feel yeah. so? Yeah. It's always like the shy phase. Yeah. I feel like weirdly enough, yes. Like I, I, I think when I was first trying to like get into them, I thought I wouldn't be able to because I would feel like I was really scared. But I feel like it genuinely does take who you meet to kind of make you feel comfortable enough to like open up. True. Because I feel like, especially like with my current boyfriend, like I feel like I remember when I first met him, I didn't want to because I was such in a, I just want to, my own feelings kind of thing. And like, you want to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think once I met him, I generally was such in a comfortable state that like, I felt like I started oversharing. Mm-hmm. That I that I felt that like I was doing too much at some point where I was like fuck I'm gonna just scare this fool away. That's so, funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Have you seen that those memes that are like like ugh, talking stages? Can we just get to a part where I trauma dump on you? <laughs> <laughs> I think that that was the other thing. I felt like I was just starting to like trauma dump, uh, um, but I feel like in a way um, I was also letting him know that like. I have these things going on and like I just want you to know, you know. Question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Is that is that bad? Like are you not supposed to trauma dump? I was going to say. Well, cuz the only reason I ask that. is cuz when I see it like online, mm-hmm. it's presented as like that's a no-no, like you're not yeah, supposed yeah. to do that. And I don't even mean just like you're scaring the hoes away type bad. <laughs> I, mean, I mean like is it genuinely like yeah. morally wrong? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it is. I feel like uh because I feel like you talking about I guess your traumas and I think you should also communicate if it's okay, you know, because I feel like you never know if how well the other person can handle whatever it is that you went through. Um, I think it's a lot of just communication of like, hey, like I this is something that's going on. and I really want to talk to you about it. Um, something from my past like this happened, you know, because um, I feel like it also shows the character in them of like, are they willing to, I guess, because you're for sure if you have a big like traumatic thing. And you're still going through it. It's also like now they're going to be part of your life. Do they also want to go through that healing journey with you? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's good to communicate that you have these things, you know, like you have these. I don't want to say like issues, but you have like these things that you kind of have like dealing with. Yeah, yeah, that you're dealing with. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's good to talk about those. I feel like maybe you shouldn't do it on the first date. Yeah, like, yeah totally. <laughs> like yeah. for sure. But I feel like. There is moments where you do feel like this is the time where I can finally feel comfortable enough to talk about it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like once that happens, I feel like it's it's not really like dumping it on them. It's just more like you are opening up, you know, like it's you just telling them what you're going through, what you've been through, you know, and I don't think it's bad. Um, well, because I also think that like n- n- there are scenarios where I can picture trauma dumping being necessarily bad. Like, I think regardless of what you're doing, exposing, like, your past or whatever you want to call it, baggage, I think that's that, like, makes a, like, um, that creates this, like, idea of, like, closeness. So if, you, if you're afraid of losing this person and, like, let's say it's, like, your second date, you're going to dump a bunch of trauma because you don't want them to, like, leave because it's like, well, we're already close, you know, you know so much mm-hmm. about me. I think then it's that's when it's kind of problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But I think uh, overall, I get what you're saying, your perspective, because I feel like in or- if they're going to be in a committed relationship with you, they got to understand that you carry these like things inside you that you need to heal. Mm-hmm. And they if you respect them as a human, 
they also need to gauge if like you know if they're ready for that because you could be with somebody and then they'll be like you'll be like yeah like i had this super i don't know i'm not gonna get an example because honestly <laughs> people be through some shit yeah. yeah but like they went through some crazy shit and it's not it's not fair to them if they don't want to go through it that they have to stay you know if they yeah. hear that and they're like you know that's a little too much for me i think you and me aren't really like made for each other i think we should go our own way i think that's why it is important also to have those conversations early on because mm-hmm. then you don't want to be like super deep and it's like yeah you they expose something really traumatic and then you're like i don't think i'm mature enough or ready enough yeah. to like handle that in a relationship yeah and i think it's also just understanding that some people aren't ready for those types of conversations yeah. you know? mm. and i think that's also okay like being the other person of like if you tell them i think it's just knowing that it's just always being prepared that if they do or they don't it just all it's not you it's more of them like that's their character that's what they see yeah um and i don't think any of that is on you of like if you did open up and they don't like it i don't think that's on you like you did your best to open up you know you did your part you know and i feel like that's one of the biggest things because i remember when like i guess i talked about my stuff i remember after i just felt very like like i was kind of like not well in a way like i was losing him like i was kind of like oh fuck like i said these things and i feel like now i scared him away um but i think that's where it comes from where like i guess your partner can reassure you and be like no like it's okay and like or just saying like oh thank you for sharing you know because i think for anyone it's always hard to like just share anything you know yeah um and i think that's just like always just communicating that i have a question for you then so Mm -hmm. what would you say is a good time to let those feelings out or like explain those feelings um i feel like that's a good question <laughs> for though. me i feel question. like i was well the way like it happened for us was that we when okay <laughs> for me i generally went right into it so once he asked me that he wanted us to date i told him that i had trust issues from the get-go i was like i was just straight up i don't know what it was it was just like i was i just wanted to be straight up i think it was more of the fact that like Again, I've talked about, like, my past and, like, how I've gone through, like, I guess my whole faces or whatever. (laughs) And I remember, I think when I started, I always knew my intentions, which were, like, I don't want to be in a relationship. And when I got in, I guess, when I started liking um, my boyfriend, I was like, okay, like, I really like this guy and, like, I really want to try to do something serious with him. So it was more like we were just getting to know each other and I think I... For me, I was like, okay, my intentions here is that I really do like him and I want something here. So I was like, if anything goes further than that, then I'm going to be straight up about what I'm going through and what I've been through. So all I, I didn't say like, oh, it's because of this. I just said, oh, like I just have trust issues, you know, just past relationships. I just want you to know that like I'm a little scared to start dating. And that's what I said. I just said that. I was just like, I'm just scared. I just want you to know. Um... And he was like, okay. And so, I mean, I did kind of scare him where he thought I was saying no to us dating. Yeah. But I was straight up of like, I'm just, I'm not saying no. And I said that. I'm like, I'm not saying no. I'm just saying, and I'm communicating to you that like, I'm a little scared to start Mm -hmm. initiating this. Because I also haven't dated in a cool while. So I think I kind of was telling him my intentions of what this was. And I think it's always good once you start in the beginning communicating what your intentions are like you can say either you guys are just dating you can say like oh we'll still just be talking 
or um or we can date or like still see other people. I feel like once you get to know someone, you should you should set your intentions first and like say what you guys want. And from there, you can either be like, okay, what 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 are the next steps? I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, so I get what you're saying. Yeah. No, no mm-hmm. were you gonna say something? I was gonna say so basically, like you kind of feel it out as it starts to like progress. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. probably if you're if you're talking, you're like you're just talking. Yeah. You're not supposed to be like, hey, by the way, when I was yeah. a kid, you know. Um, but like if you're starting a date, you should yeah. probably talk about shit that's like yeah. pertaining to dating. Mm-hmm. And I think if yeah. you're if you feel like you're in the unknown, like yeah. if you're like if you guys are talking and you guys are hanging out and going out or whatever, and you're kind of like I don't know what this is, ask like yeah. ask you know like and it, and again like it's like if you ask and they act a little immature about it, think about how you feel. Like, do you feel okay with the way that they answered? Do you feel like? This is something you still want to continue. Like, I feel like you can read a lot. I don't know. I feel like I read a lot of people and their vibe. And I feel like if they're feeling some type of way when I ask them, like, oh, so what are we or what is this? And he's just like, I don't know. Like, we're just feeling it out. Just think about how that makes you feel. Like, did you like that answer? Did you not like that answer? Ask follow up questions. I feel like I think I know that a lot of people are always like a little intimidated or shy to ask those questions. But it's just like. I think that prevents you from a lot of you getting hurt or, like, how people say, like, they wasted their time. I, well, I think it's you know? tricky. Yeah, well, it depends. I'm thinking about how everything that you're saying, I feel like it's it's tricky because sometimes people don't want to reveal that extra layer mm-hmm. because of how close it makes you. And a lot of people are afraid of commitment. Yeah. And especially at the age that you're at, I feel like uh, the age that we're at, mm-hmm. you kind of always have those ideas of, like, oh, you know, maybe this person isn't, like, the perfect person for me. I'll find somebody else who's better or like on par and then maybe things will work out then i think people sometimes are afraid to have those discussions because they always want to keep kind of like their doors open like i I saw this clip of adventure time i sent it to you where finn talks about it finn Mm -hmm. from adventure time he's like i keep women at a constant state of confusion so i always have my options open (laughs) Uh, (laughs) it's kind of it reminds me of that i think people sometimes like Mm. they're they have trouble with like actually addressing specific Mm -hmm. things from their past because they know it's like, well, now I feel so, this like attachment to them. Now if I do them dirty, I'll feel even more like a piece of shit, or like I'll, the hurt will be so much stronger. Um, I think it's it seems easier when you know what you want, yeah. and a lot of people just don't know really what they want, yeah. which is fine too. Yeah. But like, I think you got to figure that out on your own. Yeah. And um, I also going back to your original question of like, is it bad to like trauma dump on people? Mm. I also think inherently a lot of people just trauma dump because they've been waiting to kind of like release these feelings and yeah, thoughts that they've I, had i get what you mean i feel like a lot of people who trauma dump it's almost unconscious mm-hmm. like it's almost like when you hear them start talking it's kind of like a floodgate opens and they're almost kind of like almost not in control because yeah. like like how you're saying they're like they've been wanting to talk for a long time mm-hmm. so when they're like oh shit someone's listening it's like blah, 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 you yeah know? yeah uh, which is and there is yeah. there is those type of people who do that. I mean, there's yeah. even like friends who do that when you meet people, and they yeah. already like, mm-hmm. start like which is why which stuff. is why in those cases when I see that like mm-hmm. oh it's bad, I'm like ah but like I don't know. I feel like within those cases, I'm like I feel like they mean well though. They yeah. don't, they're not trying yeah. to like do anything. Yeah, you know? that's why I also don't see it as bad because I feel like again like it not just talking about relationship but like friendships when you like meet new people and you just like. Some people just instantly see your vibe and we're like, I'm really comfortable with this person and they're so easy to talk to. Like, they just instantly, like, open up. 
Yeah. And I feel like I think a lot of people can also read on that, you know, and yeah. I think that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think trauma dumping is bad. Like, I think it's like overall fine, you know. Um, and yeah, I guess some people also don't do it consciously, you know, yeah. and like, that's okay. You know? Definitely. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Yeah. See, bro, go ahead. Trauma dump right now. I'm live on the podcast. <laughs> oh, I've been waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. What's in your mind? Yeah. What's on your mind? Me? Yeah. What's on your mind? What do you, what do you think about when it comes to relationships, bro? Do you struggle as, uh, how old are you? If you don't mind saying on the pod, I'm 23. 23. As a 23 year old, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Whoa, whoa. I'm 22. It's say? a joke. I'm 22. <laughs> as a young man in their 20s, uh, do you struggle a lot with dating? I would say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. A handsome young mm-hmm. cat like I you? I know, bro. Come handsome, on. charismatic, funny. Uh, what is epic? As you described epic, yourself? Cuddly. Epic. Cuddly. Cuddly. Yeah. yeah. What do you, uh, why do you think you struggle? I would say more like personal reasons, like oh. um, I think my <laughs> <laughs> personal oh. reasons. I'm like, yeah, uh, pretty much. I always link uh, family stuff to I like get you. how you are with relationships nowadays. Yeah, I get you. Interesting. We we're talking about that last episode. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah, uh, we are, and I'm actually going to talk a little bit about it later on. But <laughs> do you have anything to say, or can I move into? That's it. it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I was going to talk about. Is do you think? Um, cause we all have Latino dads. I want to talk about having like a Latino dad. Sure. Um, wrong person, bro. You got the wrong <laughs> person. No, I think cause your perspective is, is some, is this perspective. I think a lot of people share. And I think my perspective with my father, the relationship that I have with my father is, uh, more unique than I like to admit. I feel like, um, my father wasn't very much like a man of many words or he wasn't an emotionally expressive guy. But what, like, I learned through his, like, physical activities taught me a lot. Like, I, he kept a roof under my head. He always had the bills paid. He always had food on the table. He taught me what it was to be a man physically instead of verbally, you know? And because of that, like, I'll never really have any, like, bad, like, connotations towards him. But I know I don't share in that experience. Like, I know that's, that's something that a lot of, like, m- people who have Latino dance don't really share. Because I can never really, like, have any gripe with my dad. Because I feel like my dad isn't, like, emotionally there for me. But I can't blame him, like, because he was just, like, all built on survival. And, like, I feel like he tries to do it, like, and so, you, you so, know what so I mean? So you recognize that's his way of doing it. Yeah, like, his... He's, that's, he's, there, he's there in the ways that it can be, mm-hmm. you know? That's yeah. how he makes up for it. In a way. Yeah, and I feel like he sets me up to when then if I choose to have kids, I break that, like, generational curse of, like fathers being very stoic very cold to their sons because my dad he, he would he would never lashed out at me he never raised a hand at me he's always been very calm and cool and showed me like he never he never once told me like oh you should be grateful for what you have you should like uh you should like basically like kiss the feet that i walk on he never did it he did it without ever asking for a thank you and i feel like that's like a lesson that like i take so dearly and but I also recognize that like, I don't know. I know I don't. Not everybody shares in that experience. Yeah. What do you okay? What do you want to say, Patrick? Because I see it on your face. No, it's just <laughs> um, we're not similar. I mean, yeah. we have similarities. We have differences. Yeah. If I would describe my relationship with my dad, it would be those kind of scenarios where you're like trying to hold the flashlight for him, and he's like, "You're not holding it right." Yeah. It'll be like that. I don't hate my dad, um, but as like I get older, I kind of understand where he's coming from. I see his vulnerabilities, I see his struggles, but I can't really blame him for that. Although it's affected me in long, not long term, but like through my childhood going up to adulthood. 
it's affected me. Um, but as time goes on, I kind of learn and like try to talk it out with my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, remember when I told you like what song reminds you of like your dad? Yeah. And like I feel like I always saw my dad as like a cowboy, like a lone wolf cowboy. Um, mm-hmm. He's been through his stuff, but at the end of the day, he's. He's still wandering, like going on. Like I, I live with my dad, so I'm not not he's not on his own. <laughs> uh, I just see him as like like an independent person. He's yeah. not really a man of much words, um, man yeah. of action. But he's had like his own troubles, fair share troubles that he struggles with, and mm-hmm. I understand where it's not projected onto me, but it's been uh, told or shown to me, and like it's kind of hard to like see the man that raised you differently from like i understand now we're older i see what he's mm-hmm. done yeah i definitely think dads as they get older they become more emotionally available which wasn't like which is a complete opposite to when you're younger um well it's weird because obviously the show in this podcast we, we we talk about topics like that where we're trying to deconstruct like this like stereotype of like the latino households that's definitely one of the dad who wasn't really like he was there but he wasn't emotionally there yeah you know we talk about that a lot or actually we don't talk about it a lot this is actually the first time <laughs> i wonder that's why i brought you on because I I, I I i just Damn. i think it's important bro i think it's important to talk about this as men as as like and even as my sister like it's important to talk about our fathers because we talk a lot about our mothers for sure yeah um and I, that's a that's a sentiment that i think a lot of people share that like when they're younger their dad isn't isn't really like uh expressive but for some reason something like switches i even see memes on it where it's like when my mom and my dad wants to now like hug me and shit when in the in, when yeah. i was younger he wouldn't do anything like it i think it's there's a couple of side effects probably from it it's probably retirement i think like they probably have less work so now they're like sitting around i think age i think age is very important they're reflecting a lot especially as they get up there they're like holy shit like maybe there were some things i should have done differently um and then third I think as much as this, like, idea of what it is to be a man is that, like, you keep things in, you stay strong, and you're, like, this fucking statue. I think I used to believe in it so strongly that that was real, that was a reality, that people were just really that strong. But then uh, I think it it just builds up and it'll eventually burst. And I think even if you hold it in for 20, 30, 40 years, eventually it's going to burst. And eventually that's why you see all those older, either your tios or your fucking Mexican dads, get drunk as shit and like start crying because it's just fucking decades of holding in shit of wanting to be strong and i and and i don't know it's, it's hard for me to ever really be upset like like I, th- I i know there's some kind of like healthy quality of wanting of needing that emotional support from your father but i can honestly say like my entire life i never really felt like i needed that and even now and I know that's probably just, like, a bri- byproduct of, like, never having it to begin with. So I don't know what I'm missing out on. But I guess I I, brought, I bring that topic up because I know it is important. I just wonder what you guys think about that. Because for me personally, I can't, like, I can't ever blame my dad for not giving me that. Like, I just can't, like, I can't ever feel sad about it. Because my dad didn't even have a dad. Yeah. My, I was raised by a father who didn't have a father, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, how could I ever be, like... You're not a good father. Bro, he literally went off nothing. He fucking, like, shot from the hip, bro. Like, he was improvising all these things. And even then, he was always, like, there for me financially. 
to teach me virtues, to teach me morals. Like, he, yeah, he never sat me down and was like, you know, son, you got to live life like this. He never gave me that. But with the way he lived his life and the success that he brought on to, like, our family, I feel like that inspired me. He led and, by example. Yeah, he led by example. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, because I don't know. I feel like I don't know if our relationships were different because I feel like you're the son. I'm the daughter. But I feel like uh, growing up, I always looked up to my dad because um, I remember every single time, especially like for school project projects, they would always be like, oh, who do you like look up to? And I always said it was my dad. I was always like, because I feel like he worked a lot and did a lot for us growing up. And I feel like I think I'm in the same boat where I never felt like I was missing anything. Like I never felt like, oh, I wish like my dad was this way. I wish he was this other way it, it always felt like fine and mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know if you felt that way yeah. but i felt i always felt fine with the relationship i mean now i feel like as i grow up a little more i do want to have a little more of like a connection with him i don't know if that's because just we're both growing up yeah. <laughs> but i feel like uh it never felt like i was missing anything because it always felt like yeah he was always providing for us and like and I feel like he always gave us affection because we were his kids. Um, at least through my perspective, it never felt that way. Um, and again, I feel like just growing up, I always just saw him as like someone who really inspired me because he came here with nothing. And I feel like I saw the same way with my mom. So then I would always include them together. And I would always mm-hmm. be like, they're both my inspirations because they've always they've done so much for us and i felt like it never felt like anything was missing i mean i feel like i had more conflicts with mom than with dad but that's because mom was always home and dad wasn't Mm. and i feel like i think that's why i always had more conflicts with my mom because i would see her more so i would deal with a lot more of emotions with her because she was always like there i had someone to i guess kind of like fight with those emotions and my dad was always at work so it was kind of like I never fought with him because <laughs> yeah. he was always he wasn't home. Yeah. But I felt like it it I mean, it did affect me sometimes because they were both sometimes working all the time. But other than that, I feel like I knew what they were doing. I knew that they were providing for us because that's all that they could do. Yeah. You know, and I feel like uh, <clears throat> sorry, I, mean, I feel like growing <laughs> up, um, it never felt like. Like it wasn't love. It mm-hmm. always felt like they were doing it for love and for us. Um, yeah. I think people show love in different <laughs> ways. I think it, it doesn't always have to be so upfront. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't think the words have to always be like, I love you. Mm-hmm. I think people sometimes, if they have demons, like I know some immigrant parents do, mm-hmm. it's a lot harder to verbally say it. Yeah. So instead they show you through their actions. And I know that's tricky. Because I know it, there is value in hearing the words. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think that a lot more people are sometimes loved less than they know. Yeah. You know? I think that, like, I think the point I'm extrapolating is the fact that, like, if you felt loved, it doesn't really matter that it doesn't align with the traditional love. Because you felt loved. And that's mm-hmm. the most important part. Yeah. Um. I understand that that's for some people that's not enough, and I think that's valid too. Like if you're hurt and you don't, you didn't feel love because that didn't fill your need, that's okay. But if it did, and it sounds like it did for you, I think that's also okay. You know, um, 
so i think that's just an overall positive you know like just because it doesn't align necessarily with what it other looks like yeah. what other people's you know ideas look like and maybe it might align to like maybe it seems like on the surface level it would align to like a more negative like outcome mm-hmm. it didn't and it the it the point is that it, it re- his love resonated for you and i think that's the important part to extrapolate yeah. i think so too how about you patrick do you love your dad i'm starting to love him you're starting growing to love up him? it was you negative for me yeah um it was hard until recently i like watched a bunch of movies about them like i have two good examples okay fences and oh, okay. honey boy i oh, resonated okay. with those two a lot and there's this one quote from honey boy that i kind of live by a lot and like i learned to not blame my dad and he pretty much says uh, he's talking to his son the child above um he's like uh you know where we come from son we come from a line of alcoholics and the line that line is where um a lot of people, good people were fucked up and then, like, got, like, messed up and everything. And so they resulted to drinking. And ugh, TMI, I guess, trauma didn't think. No, it's uh, okay. Growing, it's growing up with, like, an alcoholic father is not, like, easy. It's it's never been easy, but uh, growing up, I didn't really have, like, those um, playing baseball with your dad or anything. I always wanted that. Every time I see that in a TV show or a film or anything, I'm like, man. Um, but, uh. As I got older, I kind of tend to understand that it's not his fault. Like, he he's providing everything. He's surviving for us and everything. Like, and that also resonates with the Fences movie where he's like, I don't have to, like, oh, yeah. like you. Like, because uh, going out with my dad, um, it was a lot of, I would have to go to work with him a lot. And I hated it because it was, like, manual labor. And, like, imagine middle school, elementary school, yeah. going to work with your dad. It's tiring for a little kid. Um, the, especially like times where they're, they'll get mad and they're like, oh, you're not doing this right. I was like, if I'm not doing this right, why don't you teach me? It's like growing up, you reflect on that. And so time get, goes by, you get older, you um, you tend to open up more to your dad and you see your dad try to do the same. And it's like, I'm not saying it's it's broken enough where it like, like can be fixed, but we're trying. Mm-hmm. And, um it's hard to pick up my thoughts on this. It's, it's, it's a sensitive you, yeah, topic, but I'm them. not afraid to open up about it. It's just as, so, like as you get older, you just more like, and as you become an adult and you're more understanding of the world, you can kind of like put yourself in his shoes a little. Yeah, you, it doesn't it doesn't like make it easier, but it kind of gives you a more frame of reference because yeah. like when you're a kid, you're like, that's a that's my dad. That, like they yeah. should just be able to like do everything. Yeah. I get what you mean. Um, yeah. Like, growing up, I didn't have, like, a lot of role models. I always looked to, like, comic books and stuff. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say my dad's, like, my role model growing up. Um, <sighs> fuck, I forgot what I was say. Uh, it's all good. Yeah, kind of just jumping off from Brian's point. So, it, like, humanized your dad, though, as you got older, right? Yeah, okay. You saw him more as a human, right? I saw him more as a human. And, like, funny enough, recently, uh, there's, like, the, the new filter on TikTok where you can see how you look older. Yeah. I tried it, and I looked like my dad. And low-key, like, made me want to cry. And um, I was like, it's just, we're, we're all the same. We all come from somewhere. We all come from places where, like, generations of trauma have affected uh, their grandparents. And then it's laid down to my parents and then laid down to me. But um, before I left the college, um, I left college to San Francisco because I didn't want to be home. Um, and it was a pretty big move. And 
my mom talked to me about it, and she's like, I know why you're, like, going to college. Uh, it's because you want to, like, get away from this house and stuff. And, like, no, I wanted to go and, like, find myself. But little part of me didn't want to admit it. And she's like, listen, don't blame your dad for, like, any of this. He's like, he's trying his stuff. He's, like, getting older, and he's, like, reflecting upon it. And, fuck. No, my okay. memory yeah. sucks right now. No, it's okay. She told me this one thing. She's like, he loves you. It's just very difficult to tell you. Especially now that you're an older man, like I can see him struggling to open up to you, and you, we see the effects of how it, it was being raised on you, and like how you can barely take love and all that, and like yeah, sometimes I see it in like where I want to go in relationships, like it's kind of hard to like love, um, but also in like my everyday life, being a sore loser, like that comes with daddy issues, yeah, <laughs> like you can't take loss as well, yeah, if like you don't have a, a good role like father figure. Interesting. Um, Why do you think that is? Uh, I think they just they don't teach you like what losses. Like, hey, you get them next time. Like, there's always mm-hmm. a next time, buddy, or something like that. Like, I I've always you. wanted to hear that. Yeah. But coming from especially a Latino household, it's like, ¿Por qué no puedes entender? Or like, like ¿Por qué no sabes? Well, like, I, I can imagine, right? The way you're talking about it, where it's like holding the flashlight, it feels like you yeah, can't do anything, like, right? So when you, you lose, it's like yeah. affirming that negative thought. Yeah. So like just having that. Put on to as a younger age and then growing up, it, you you see the results of it. And, like, I do need to go to therapy, but I just don't know when. And, like, there are times in relationships where I've talked to people and, like, I'm scared to open up. Mm. Uh, recently, I was I, I asked questions, like, I was scared to ask this one question. It's like, do you think I'm holding you back or anything? I like, like, my heart was beating and, like, like, is this the right thing? Like, am I saying this right? But as soon as I said it, it kind of felt like like one of the chains broke off. Like, it was a relief to, like, actually mm. express yeah. that vulnerability. Yeah. Um, but I love my dad growing up. Um, it was tough, but I'm I'm trying yeah. to be with him more. Yeah. Well, it reminds me of, of just a final thing that I wanted to say was that uh, how you were talking about generational trauma. And, and then it, I wanted to bring up generational curses. I know you guys have heard generational trauma, but generational curses is. So generational trauma is, like, what you kind of have. But the generational curse is, like. So your great grandparents were bad parents, so they they pass that down to your grandparents, and then they pass that down to your parents, and then they pass that down to you. And breaking a generational curse is you breaking that tradition of you like maybe your grandpa was cold to your dad, and then your dad's cold to you, but now you becoming aware and trying to fix those things in you that you feel like are broken, it fix it breaks that generational curse. Because now you don't have to pass that down. Or even you, Julie, like you as a daughter, you know our mom went through a lot. And then she probably passed down some things to you because you were the daughter. And she struggled as a daughter. And now if you have a daughter or if you have a son, you it's your, it's your I don't, don't want to say responsibility. But at least it's in your power to then look to your kids and be like, no, I could do it differently. I can show you this this warmth and this love and this empathy that maybe my parents and their parents didn't show them, but it stops with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And that, that's what it reminded me when you said "honey boy." When you were like, you were like, "Oh, I come from this long line of alcoholics." You have that power to stop it at you, so then you don't have you don't pass down that generational trauma to your kids. And I guess that's something I just wanted to bring up to the show because I know a lot of people who watch us are either first gen or Latino kids or come from a long line of things that they struggle with 
I just want people to know that like, it's in your power to kind of fix that. You could do it. She's not. You can do it. Yeah, <laughs> I almost feel like my my parents kind of were the first ones to lay the groundwork for at least me, because yeah. mom tells us all the time. She tells yeah. us like, no, like you I wouldn't feel, believe yeah. how my mom was to me. And she said, she said, she told us, I wanted to make sure that when I had kids, I didn't treat them like how my mom treated me. Yeah, I feel like uh, my mom was very much well aware of what she went through. And I feel like she did her best and what she could. I mean, she still for sure passed things like on to me because like, again, like she didn't she had a mom, but she wasn't really there. Um, And I think my mom was well aware that, I mean, she went through a lot of shit Um, and she's told us. And I feel like her stories also traumatized me, like because she would tell them all the time. And I feel like I think that's where I kind of got my traumas of, like, just seeing how hurt she was. Um, I mean, I would hear them when I was younger, but I feel like I still didn't understand them. I think I would just see my mom be sad about them. But I didn't I didn't fully understand what the issues were. Mm-hmm. I knew that they were hurtful. Yeah. I just didn't really understand them. Um but I know that she always talked about and she was really well aware that she went through a lot and like that um, she was like, I don't want to do that to my kids. And I think that's why she did her best. And, like, again, like, I had a lot more issues with mom than with dad, but that's because she was always around. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, I feel like for a good while I was always angry at her or sometimes even at both of them. But I feel like I eventually learned that, like, they went through a lot. Like yeah, could they, be worse. Yeah. Like they went through a lot and like I think also just hearing like I guess other people's stories and too and I'm just like I feel like my parents did the best that they could. And they still are. I mean mm-hmm. we I still live with them. So yeah. I still am like going through things with them. Um and I think as an adult it does become a little harder because like we're each individually like working and like I mean, they work in the day, I work in the night, so I hardly see them. So when they see me, it's just like they're all excited because they finally see me. And we live in the same household. Like, we hardly see each other and we live in the same house. Um, But I feel like that's why um, now it's a little bit more of appreciative of those moments because it's like, you know, we're, we're each individually like now growing up and like we're each individually just having our own lives and like. I feel like I always held my family up to like a big like standard like they're my it's my big value like being family oriented and I feel like that's generally from my parents and I think because they really uh, raised us as best as they could Um, and again I think uh, me being well aware of that now and I feel like that's me like now up until recently that I am more aware of it and I'm like okay like I get it, but I feel like now that we're all adults, it's a lot more of like uh there's this area where now I want to be a little more a little more like I guess confrontational about it where I'm kind of like I want to tell you how I feel. Mm-hmm. And I, and I mean I haven't really said that to my parents. Yeah. I feel like that's just another step that I want to get to yeah. to kind of heal our relationship. Um cuz again like I feel like I'm a very resentful person where I feel like I did hold some things against them but again I think one of the parts is that I understood that they went through a lot of things and now it's kind of like talking about it mm-hmm. you know 
and I, I haven't gotten there yet. I haven't gotten yeah. to the part where I want to talk to them about it. Um, but it'll get there, bro. But it'll get there, yeah. And I feel like there's no, there's like no pressure on that. Like I generally feel so fine with them that I feel like we're okay. Like mm-hmm. we're fine. Like we're good. You know, everything's. What's the word? Awesome. No, just kidding. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's cool, bro. Yeah. As long as they're around, it's never too late. I think yeah. sometimes we can also get caught up in that. That like, fuck, dude. Like, I don't. Like, uh, I have all these issues either with my parents or these things that I need to confront with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know if I ever do it. You got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you got plenty of time. You could do it at your own pace. Yeah. Um. Unless I don't know. Unless. For uh, uh, other reasons, you don't have time, but you have time for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but one thing that my dad also passed down to me is Spanish. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Touching on that, <laughs> I have a question. Okay. ¿Cómo se dice sponsored? Es sponsored? Espanto? I don't know. I actually don't know. Comercial. Comercial? <laughs> Commercial? Okay, Commercial. Okay. That's a good one. I like it. Well, in case you didn't catch on, the Todo Chido podcast is now sponsored by Yo Sabo the Game. Hey, hey our, they we so much love Yo, so much love. That's right, Brandon. So Yo Sabo the Game is the new Latino card game for your next game night. You can test out your Spanish, answer trivia, and even win some fun challenges. But better yet, Yo Sabo the Game is a small business that is ran by three Mexican Americans. Just like Everything's Cool is run by three Mexican Americans. Uh, and they're just three Mexican Americans who just wanted to practice their Spanish but ended up creating a new fun way to do so. So make sure to check this game out. So y'all saw us play a few uh, episodes ago, so make sure y'all check them out. Um, all the links will be in the bio. Uh, you guys can purchase your own game just like right here. Um, so you guys can purchase your own game at yosabodegame.com. You can also find find them in all social media platforms at the username yosabo underscore the game. Make sure y'all check them out. Show, so much love to them. The links will be on our bio. Yeah, so much love to them. They're really cool. We we, we know all about them. Thank you yeah. guys for sponsoring us. Woo. Yeah, I even beat Patrick. Thank you guys for sponsoring us. I beat Patrick. I, I became the <laughs> superior no, Mexican. No, no, no. He's letting us I became the superior Mexican. I Come did. on, man. We were just uncovering all the... <laughs> I know. I know. Hey, bro. There's, there's, there's room to laugh. There's room to be... Como se dice trauma. Como se dice trauma, though. Como se dice daddy issues. Um, no, I'm pa- just kidding. Papa. Every, every day I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> Papa. I don't know. You say it. Uh, How do you say issues or problem? Issues? Yeah. Problema? Well, problem. What about issues? issues? Uh, I, think, I think you say like problemas. Uh, it's trauma, like trauma. No. Trauma. 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 No? Is it really? I think so. I don't know. Drama. <laughs> volume two. Volume, volume two. two. <laughs> volume two. Daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Yosabo. Yeah, cheers. I'll drink to that. Shout out to Yosabo the game again. Thank you guys for sponsoring us. Make sure you guys check them out. It. Uh, alcohol not included. It's fun though. Alcohol yeah, alcohol not included. not included. But there is actually alcoholic drink games. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Yeah, drink responsibly. And uh, talk about your father when you drink. Oh, it, it'll be fun, bros. Yeah. Trust. <laughs> or talk about or talk about politics like Stevie does. Uh, I, I when I drink, I start talking about politics for some reason. Yeah. Do you remember we were at Dodger Stadium and I was telling you I was thinking about systemic. Yeah. I was thinking about systemic racism and Patrick's like, bro, I'm just trying to eat my pizza. <laughs> 
Bro, were you guys there? No, he weren't there. It was for her Stevie's birthday party. He was talking about like Native Americans. Native Americans. Yeah. And I was like, I started getting heated. He was really loud too. It's because Izzy was making me mad, bro. I didn't agree with his take. I don't even remember yeah, what it was. I forgot what he was saying. Yeah, too. but I, I didn't agree with his take about. Native I just remember Americans. they were just yelling at each other. I was like, okay. <laughs> Well, cause well, they're lit. It's one thing. It's one thing to make me drunk. It's another thing to make me talk about social issues. It's another thing to make me talk about Native American issues. But it's another thing to make me drink, and then to do all three. Yeah, to do all three, Damn. and then have a take that I don't agree with. I will triggered, literally. He triggered you. Uh, yeah, he triggered me. I was and on my birthday. You're gonna. T- you're gonna. T- you're gonna say you let this your pride oh. get to you. <laughs> <laughs> Daddy issues, bro. Daddy issues. Nah, I don't. I I personally feel like I don't have father issues, <laughs> but I I I can also admit I can also admit that that's maybe just part of the daddy issues. You know, like uh. sometimes you have problems that are so big that you don't want to admit that it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like that. See some people. But I love my I love my pops. I I I be hugging him. I be giving him hugs. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, but it's like she's like, it's, like, it's good for you, bro. Bro, it'll be okay. I'll give you a hug. About that. It'll be okay, bro. I'll talk to your pops. Let me talk to him. <laughs> let me talk to him, bro. I can, let me talk crying? to him. Yeah. <laughs> let me talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> I come back crying. Or Stevie, I'm gonna send my dad. Stevie will be the facilitator between you guys. Fuck. Is your dad a fighter? Not not because of any reason. No, he's not. He's not a fighter? No. My dad's not really a fighter either. So that's he, good. He likes getting like likes avoiding problems. Oh really? Is your dad active though? Did he play like soccer or anything when he was younger? They say he did. They say. His lore. His dad lore. I'm just gauging like whether or not my dad could beat your dad. That's why. You know how they always say that? No, I don't mean it. That's a common joke. You guys have never heard that? <laughs> yeah, it is. Just yeah. Kidding. You no, guys yeah, are always yeah. trying to... You guys are instigating. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys are just instigating. Wow. You guys give me the quiet silence. Oh, that's crazy. I would say my dad's pretty strong. I don't know. Yeah. I think my dad could... could your dad oh yeah right, I, I, forgot. Right. I forgot i forgot we have the same dad <laughs> hey, julie my dad kick your dad yeah <laughs> julie my dad could kick your oh, dad ass. you're like giving me ptsd right now because i can't defend myself what do you mean like, your dad can't kick ass or what gosh, i don't know <laughs> so okay so if, so if you and your dad and stevie oh. and my dad were getting into a fight who would win who would win bro my dad or your dad? I don't know. Your dad just looks like a nice guy. My dad is a nice guy. Yeah. He's a pretty nice guy. <laughs> like, if it was in his rage era, maybe. But you guys are in a tag like team. Peak, peak oh, it's dad a, it's versus a tag team match? Yeah. It's it's oh. you and your dad versus you and your yeah. dad? I don't know how my dad was in his peak, so. I, I feel like, you know what? Uh, the owner, Brandon, do you think? I don't know. Brandon's dad is tall. His Brandon's dad is really tall. Yeah, My dad is short. He's your shorter dad, than me. When I first saw your dad when you posted him, he looked like an OG. Yeah, well, he is. Like, uh, he's gonna be part of a gang. Like, so, damn. Yeah. yeah. No, I think you're. I think his dad could probably beat our dad. He's looking to give me this. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. Shows. He was. He was pacing the house with a bat today. Bro, this fool is sending. <laughs> what? Why? Because um, there's this. I don't know. I was ironing my shirt and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I looked outside and I, my dad was like with a bat and I was like, what the fuck's going on? And then uh, he's like, just some punk outside and my and I was like, really. I look and there's some guy just sitting like in front of our house, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "Oh, like did he do something?" He's like, "Nah," but I'm just making sure he's not gonna. 
don't know. Fucking uh, Brandon, this was sent me a picture of, of his dad back in the day. Fucking posted up behind hey, some graffiti. Hard, yeah, bro. like in black and white with a white shirt on, like doing the cholito pose, like on the bottom. Can I see that? I was like, nah. Actually, I'm pretty sure his his dad could probably beat our dads. Your dad got stabbed too, no? Like uh, nine times. Oh. Yeah, so my dad's never been stabbed. He stabbed. fell down though. Stabbed. Off the border. Stabbed, yeah. put in a coma, shot, hit with a crowbar. Uh, maybe two v one. Maybe if both of our dads combine, <laughs> our, the three of our dads combine to the three of our the dads. Three of our dads. <laughs> I, I would say my dad's pretty strong because he works with trucks and like always picks oh, up yeah, like, truck me, tires. Yes, my yeah. dad's pretty strong, honestly. So That's what we're doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> can, can, can your dad <laughs> lift three fifteen? <laughs> we're about to start fighting, bro. Over our dads, even though we were just saying, like, yeah, my dad never. That's where our never prides never. come out. Bro. Yeah. Our, our prides. Come out. I know. Like, could say all this shit about how, like, oh yeah, me and my dad aren't close. But then once somebody threatens. My no, dad. but he kick your ass. Though. Yeah, but he kicked your dad's ass though. Talk about my dad, bro. It reminds me of like how sometimes I joke around with Julie. I'm always like making fun of her, and then but if somebody else did it, it was like, hey, only I can make fun of my sister. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It reminds me of that. Um, but That's moving funny. on, bro. Um, um, Brandon, what did you bring for this week's? Well, just to close this off, I want to say uh, thank you for sharing, Patrick. Uh, yeah, thanks for sharing. I, I appreciate bro. you being vulnerable. I think it's a testament to your strength to be able to handle it with such grace. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah, uh, uh, buy my book. <laughs> <laughs> dad. It's like growing up with a Mexican dad. Uh, it's probably like some poetic thing, like uh, abuelito, uh, padre, oh, and, uh, uh, and you're posing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you're oh there's posing. a at, at the end of the book. There's this beautiful like art painting of like a dad holding a baby. And, oh. and, and, and oh, it's like, like in a tree like, like in Fresh Prince <laughs> yeah like in Fresh Prince, yeah, one? Yeah. Fresh Prince one? Has, he has like Labrigen like tattooed on one of his biceps to hell with him yeah that was so sad does daddy does daddy media always hit different for you like whenever you see dads in media fuck I remember when that <laughs> fuck when that <laughs> that one Kendrick Lamar song was it Father Time yeah Father yeah. Time that one bro. hit that one hit did I you cry to it I low key did yeah, no. <laughs> no, I bro, that song's beautiful. Well, it's because the album is like meant to be like internal. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's really well, yeah, it's like therapy. a therapy session, right? Therapy session, yeah. Yeah, that uh, that song specifically reminds me of my older brother, though. But that's a that's a whole other story. Oh, but that's we, that's for the brother episode. <laughs> I guess, I guess, because I don't know, because how my sister said in the beginning stages of my life, my dad wasn't as much there, so I really know my my brother became my father figure because he's like almost like ten years older than me, but. And he was like the Mexican. Like I resonate then with what, everything you say. My dad, my dad. Whoa, it's it's coming out right now. Oh, oh no! I know that I feel the same because no. like my sister, I would call her my second mom. Mm. So I would say I'm fifty fifty growing up with like a Latino dad and then like with a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like <laughs> the only reason I don't think me and Julia like that is because we're so close in age. If she was older than me, probably I would see her like a second mom. But I see her as my sister. Who's always trying to fight me, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I give motherly vibes. Maybe you guys either. aren't as okay with it as you say. I'm just I'm, kidding. I think a couple more sessions. Okay with what? A couple more beers. It's and a, it's I'll a get joke. It. A more no, I don't. I don't know what you were referencing. Well, because you guys are fighting, and I was like, maybe you guys aren't okay with all these issues as you say. What goes on beyond the door? Hey, what did I say in the beginning of the episode? Sometimes I fight in a way of showing affection. I'm not though. Real. I, I had a lot of trauma. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, literally, you literally shat on her bed, bro. You mm-hmm. literally shat on her bed. It's how I show love. It's mm-hmm. how I show love. Growing up, my brothers bullied me a lot. Yeah. 
Bro, I was the youngest. <laughs> you don't think I was bullied by both of no, you? No, he was. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> That's it. Okay. I've had it. I've had it. Okay. It's about to be a Mari episode right now. <laughs> I don't fucking... Re- I never forget. Dude, you know what is something? Can I say one thing that I do remember? You know what? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Wow. He's going to expose you right now. No. All right. Yeah, yeah, no. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, there's a lot of things. I don't know. What do you guys want to talk about? I got a few things. There's the Lizzo thing that's been going on. I guess we can start but with that. But before that, I, I, I had a small thought. A small mm. thought. It'll probably be less than 30 seconds. I was watching this thing on TikTok, and this guy was like, I don't know what it was. It was like a, it was like a, uh, he was, he was basically <laughs> like, he, he had no shoes on, and he blurred his feet. And mm. it made me think, like, are feet going to become, like, sexual? Aren't like, they already? Think, yeah, aren't they already? No, but like, do you think like in media, like, do you think like in shows they're gonna stop showing feet? Gonna the stop? Barbie movie, the Barbie movie showed a lot of feet. Yeah, do you think they're gonna Quentin stop? Quentin Tarantino shows a lot of feet, bro. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna stop? Because I feel like on on TikTok and on the internet, they always are like, ah, oh, not for free. And that's not like, fair. You have a foot fetish. You I, can't what? answer. Ew. No. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> I would kidding. say no because people still show like other shit. No? I guess I just wonder because it's like it's one of those things where it's like everybody jokes about it so much that I'm like, do you think it's gonna start like to projecting? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't think so. I I you know what's funny when we saw the Barbie movie, I was kind of getting that vibe because I, I I think it's a Gen Z thing. I think Gen Z mainly <laughs> thinks feet are like weird or sexual. They either they either there's people in there's the Gen no Z. in between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, no <laughs> there's no one who's just neutral about feet. It's either you're disgusted by them or you're horny by them. Yeah. Um, Ew. Yeah. Hey, bro. If I bet you you have I a kink. Like once once you that know be someone that has a foot fetish, you, you, like it's it's amazes you. Like no way. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew know, somebody. I, yeah, I knew somebody who had a foot fetish. Yeah, it's not. It's common, bro. It's very common. Or or, yeah. or gal or, or or person that had a foot Gert, fetish. Uh, guy, guy, guy. It's always oh, guys. Okay. Yeah, it's How always you? guys. It's know, common. It's common, bro. It's very common. I so just then, think I just yes. think I'm just like what's what's sexual? Isn't it? Are you? I think isn't it that it's the same part of the brain that the part do hands turn you on? So there's a, there's a couple of theories. What he's saying is true that uh, those sections in your brain that like are the section where you get like erotic feelings, mm-hmm. like where you get sexual feelings, is very close to like whatever part of your brain also thinks of like appendages, mm-hmm. and so like that's why sometimes the neurons fire in the wrong direction and they fire into what you think about his feet. So, it's a so some people see feet as almost genitalia. So it's a disorder. So our is our hand. It's a fetish. It's a it's a kink, man. It's, it's a like, glitch in the system. It's, it's a, a glitch. It's a disorder. What are you so, so are hands like the same thing? I mean, people like hand jobs. I mean, I think some it, people like the veins. Well, because there's people like, yeah, yeah, like there's hand people models like, and shit. There's you know? people who like veins. There's girls who like veins on guys. I on guess. Their hands I guess shit. if I thought more of it, like, because people are always covering their feet, and even people in a non-sexual way are kind of sometimes insecure about their feet. Like, ah, oh, don't look at my toes. Like, you know. So I think it's one of those like. I'm a little insecure. Uh, I want to, you know, like people will probably get turned on by that. Like, oh, I want to see because you, you know, <laughs> uh, but like with hands, you're always like they're always out, so they're yeah. kind of like d like. Yeah. I not, guess you know what I mean. No, I, I think I you're spitting, bro. Well, because it, right. it's like the free the nipple thing, where it's like, if the the argument right would be if that we stopped like holding them to this high standard, they'd get desexualized. Yeah, so I'm assuming with like hands. Everybody sees hands, so, so they're people desexualized. Like, people are like boring. Like I, I want to see something. I, <laughs> I, I want to see some see. feet. Okay. I want to see something I can't see. You know, okay. soft hands. I don't know. I don't know. Soft hands. No, I, th- I, I honestly think you're, he's right. I think it's, it's also that part. 
I think because they're always covered up, people are like, ooh. Like, so you guys, it's more uh, intimate, you know? It's more so intimate. So you guys are f- weirded out by feet. I'm weirded out by feet. Because, like, you're always uh-huh. on your feet, like, you know? I think like, you're working I, all day, walking all day. I think mm-hmm. that they're objectively very dirty. <laughs> and because of that, I don't feel any, like, sexual feelings towards them. So you're weirded out by them. But I wouldn't say I'm weirded out by them. So there is a middle. I saw, I saw, <laughs> yeah. I also saw a TikTok. But I'm different, I'm different, I'm different. I also saw a TikTok that said people who are super grossed out by feet are closeted foot fetishes. Patrick, foot fetish. I fucking knew it, Patrick. No! I fucking knew you like feet. That's why I always cover my feet. You know who's super grossed out? Our, our regular guest, our Joey Diaz, Izzy. Zero. Izzy hates feet. <laughs> when we're at the beach, he like he buries his feet always. I do that too. I bury oh, my but, feet. Oh, but you know what? He he he, he did have a uh, life changing foot surgery when we were teenagers. Oh. So his feet are all fucked up. So he's insecure about his feet. Oh, he's okay, got that's different. That's yeah, different. yeah. He fucked. I still remember. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I don't know, bro. If you have a foot fetish, do you know? Also, did you know kinks are hereditary? Yeah. So, so if you have a foot fetish, your dad has a foot fetish. Yeah, or mom. Yeah. For those of you out there watching. If any fetish, any fetish or kink that you might have, know that your parents are into it too. Like if you like getting thrown around and mommy shit, mommy issues, daddy issues, yeah. it all connects, issues, bro. It all connects. Sibling issues, it all connects. House issues, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like if you like getting dominated, like daddy it probably issues. means it probably means your parents like getting dominated. How do kinks? Okay. How do kinks get inherited? It's just genetic. That's a good question. That's a really good question. It's in the genes, bro. Well, like, I don't know. What causes that action? Okay, how did we go from Lizzo? <laughs> we <laughs> didn't well, go from Lizzo. I, well, I, I never talked about Lizzo. I didn't think you guys would get so fascinated. I thought you guys yet. would be like, like <laughs> well, bro, because like Steve was fascinated by it. I, I think that's stuff. He projected onto me. Come on, guys. We had a therapy session. No more instigating. Well, you know what? Instigating is over. Instigating <laughs> is over? No, fuck you, Patrick. You started it. Uh, I was gonna say something that would have gotten us canceled. <laughs> <Never mind. laughs> I, I could probably extrapolate what he was gonna say. <laughs> I literally had to stop myself. You're I was like, like no, the, I forgive you. I could see Yosabo pulling their sponsorship away <laughs> the second I almost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I almost something really oh, out of pocket. No. Um, but you wanted to talk about something else, right, brother? Uh, I guess Lizzo, right? Have you guys seen that? I'm not super familiar with it, but I heard yeah. she has a bunch of like um, ac- accusations. She's getting sued. Oh, she's getting There's sued. It's, it's a whole. Damn. It's a whole. Oh, because it's it's, it's ex like backup dancers, right? They said that she was like created a hostile work environment. Yeah. So supposedly, um, so what's happening is Lizzo is being sued for sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. Sexual harassment. harassment? What does she do? What she do? So basically, um, this is just from a, like a post that I saw. So on Tuesday, three of Lizzo's former former formal. <laughs> I can't former. even say. It. I can't even say. Former. It. Former. former. <laughs> <laughs> can I read it? Can read it? <laughs> I can't said, even say it. Let me drive the boat. He <laughs> said, "Let me drive the boat." <laughs> <laughs> Former uh, backup dancers accused the singer of sexual harassment and creating a hostile work environment. The lawsuit was filed in Los Angeles Supreme Court and three na- names, three names events. So Lizzo is getting sued, Lizzo's production company, and then uh, her dance captain. Um, so in the lawsuit, the dancers allege that at a club in Amsterdam, she pressured them to take turns. Uh, touching a nude performer's breast even after the dancer said no. Invited dancers to catch dildos launched from the performer's vaginas and eat bananas uh, protruding from the performer's vaginas. 
and then asked one of her security staff members to strip on stage. I did not expect any of that. Bro. Um, the dancers also alleged that Lizzo, Lizzo subjected them to an excruciating 12-hour audition rehearsal after accusing them of drinking before performances. Lizzo allegedly planned to fire and send them home if their performance wasn't good enough. Dancers didn't use the restroom out of the fear of losing their jobs. Um, one dancer accused or argued to Lizzo that they weren't drinking on the job. In response, Lizzo allegedly mocked her and then fired her five days later. Damn. That's um, another dancer um, recorded a rehearsal uh, due to health concerns for an eye condition. In response, Lizzo allegedly called out her weight gain, berated her, and fired her. Um, and then she was forced to stay in a room while security staff members searched her phone to make sure the footage was deleted. She's now suing Lizzo's production company for false imprisonment. That's Dang. crazy. Um, the dancers also alleged that they experienced racist and fatphobic discrimination at the hands of the company tour members. When asking for downtime com- downtime compensation at a rate of 50% of weekly pay, they were told they were disrespectful before being offered only 25% by the accountant. In the lawsuit, they state only the, only the dance cast uh, comprised of full-figured women of color were ever spoken to in this manner. Um, and then uh, additionally, Lizzo's former performers claimed that their dance captain, which is the other person who's getting sued, was sexually inappropriate. According to the plaintiffs, um, they were described sec- they would describe sexually sexual fantasies, stimulate oral sex, and comment on sex lives of the other dancers. Um, Damn, bro! I heard not beating allegations. Yeah, I get the. Damn, bro! So that's basically what's happening. Damn, bro! I heard it was bad, but I didn't know it was yeah. that bad. Yeah. I then, did not know it was that bad. Um, yeah, and then this is just from like the dancers, like lawyer. Um, is that he just said the stunning nature of how Lizzo and her management team treated their performers seems to go against everything Lizzo stands for publicly while privately she shamed her dancers and demeans them in ways that are not only illegal but absolutely demoralizing. And so if these claims are true, they go against the values of Lizzo because she preaches like body positivity, love, and acceptance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Were you guys big fans of Lizzo? Mm, Honestly, I mean, not particularly, no. but like I didn't, I wasn't like I didn't have anything against her either. Yeah, I guess what what blew my mind was that I also saw some girl who was doing a documentary on her, like actually doing like a documentary to celebrate her like image of like body positivity and like what what else is it like like self acceptance. Uh, she talked about how she ended up canceling her documentary like a few years ago because she immediately saw that it was a facade. That she was like that Lizzo isn't actually what she seems to be, that she's basically paid to stay big and stay like yeah to stay like her weight and to stay like in doing it, like expressing these values. So she's all like an industry plant, like she's basically like her entire image is basically composed by the companies. Like it's not it's not a, a thing of her like lying. It's more of like that's always what she was meant to be. Damn. Yeah, that's what the documentary person said. Obviously, that's word of mouth. Yeah, you know, people can say whatever they want to say, but I saw that yesterday. That's why I want. I personally wanted to talk about it because I think that's kind of like mind blowing, bro. Yeah. Like, and like, cause they're trying to manipulate like people into like 
Because I already know, I already see the misogynist winning, being like, you see, I told you guys, body acceptance, y'all should never, y'all yeah. should have never have yeah. come in here with that. Yeah, yeah. But, feel, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was like, the only downside about, I guess, this whole issue is that I knew people were going to start being, like, super, like, fatphobic and, like, super racist. And I was just like, bro, like. Yeah, that's not cool. I just, yeah, I feel like. What she did wasn't right, and allegedly right. She did all these things, and I feel like if if it was that way, like I feel like what she did wasn't right. But I also feel like again, like all those things aren't don't make I guess being fat phobic and like racist right. You know, like it's yeah. just like why are you guys being fucked up? You know, and I think I was more mad at that part where I was like I I low key was even like kind of mad at her that she kind of did this. Because I was like, it gives people even more of a reason to now be even meaner about, like, people who actually have these genuine issues, you know? And I think that's what I was kind of, like, hurt about was just, like, bro, like, really? <laughs> like, that, that's, that's, that's what's happening? And I don't know. I mean, I didn't, like, super into it. This is just, like, a post that I saw someone share. Um, I didn't look more into it. I don't even read the comments on anything, like... Because I never really, like, I would, I mean, I would hear her music, like, on TikTok or, like, yeah. people, like, saw it. And I saw her, I think she had a documentary on um, HBO or, like, Max or whatever it's called now. I forgot what which one. Um, and I saw it and, like, I thought it was, like, cool that she, like, was very, like, an advocate for, like, body positivity and all that. But I guess to know now if that is true, that it's all, like, a lie it's just like damn like it's like so hurtful you know like it's so like damn like it's so just sad. it almost it almost makes things worse than if she didn't exist like all the good that she did almost yeah. feels like out the window yeah not even just out the window if anything now like harmful because now you can make that argument of like um you see like a person like that who loves himself doesn't exist she was always just an image for people to sell to people to make profit. Mm. Like, well, because I'm telling you, the documentary thing is what really blew my mind. Because more and mm. more allegations are coming out against her, yeah. saying that they were abused and they, that she did that. She's actually one of the most fat phobic people that people know. And like, bro, that's so crazy. Because it's like, like just trying to wrap my mind around it. It's ironic. It's not yeah. just ironic, bro. It's like almost like borderline, like. It's giving like evil. <laughs> it's giving evil. Like, it's. I, I think the evil part is where she was. What you said made for it. Yeah, she was made. She never actually existed. The Lizzo character was fiction. There is no Lizzo. There is <laughs> the biggest plot twist of. There is no Lizzo. <laughs> there is, there is like, no Lizzo. I feel like one of the things because I looky like my coworkers were kind of talking about it yesterday, yeah. and I remember even like talking about it yesterday. I was still like. So and I'm still so hard trying to. I mean, I didn't know about the whole documentary thing, but I remember at the time I was still so hard trying to be like, I don't. I feel like I want to believe that this isn't real. Like I feel like, but it was. It's more that I don't want to believe it's real because I'm like, like again, like I hate that people are so fat phobic and being racist about it. You know, yeah. and I feel like I didn't want it to be real, and I didn't want it because of that. Yeah. Like, I don't want other people to be harmed because of what she did, mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And I think that's why I was so hard. I was like, 
I don't feel like this is real until it finally falls through or something or like it happens, whatever the lawsuit or whatever it is. And cause I, cause I generally was just like, I feel like not only like, yeah, she's the face, but she's not the only one who's getting affected by it. You know, like now there's other people who are going to be judged because of her, because of the way she acted towards her people, you know? And, and like, I think that's why for me, it's just like, bruh, like, why would you do this? Like, why would you harm a whole community now? Like, and I think that's what makes me, like, so sad and so mad about it. That I'm just like, bro, how could you do this? Like, how could you? Like, if this is all real, I was like, fuck, like, you really fucked up for, like, other people. Yeah. You know? Well, I, that's another argument that I've seen people say, too, is that, like, there is a lot of people who are in denial of it. But, I mean, it seems the more allegations that come out seems like a little yeah. harder to be like maybe it's not mm-hmm. but people do bring that up too is that like and in, in other cases when allegations like this come out for other celebrities people are so quick to accept it but people aren't quick to accept it about lizzo yeah but i think it's because of that i think it's just such a sad heartbreaking like exposure yeah like i think yeah. specifically this right mm-hmm. is like um I, I didn't really know about her i didn't really like like see the like things about her so i'm not personally heartbroken yeah. but i could see why a lot of people were like fuck like she was an inspiration mm-hmm. and then to find out that she's basically like a, an extremely like I, I keep wanting to say evil but i feel like evil is kind of harsh just because i feel like um i don't think like someone who's evil actually exists but that's like a whole philosophical thing but she's like a, a cruel person I saw people were bringing up too that they should have known when apparently she did something with Chris Brown. Do you have you ever heard of that? No. I think she just like support. Yeah, she said him. she said she supported Chris Brown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. She like years ago she said like I love this guy and like he wouldn't do dirty. I, either that or they work together. I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I saw in the comments just people said that she supported Chris Brown yeah. and that she posted a few years ago a, a selfie with her on her Instagram saying that I love this guy. <laughs> like he yeah. could basically do no wrong. Like okay. Yeah, like I think I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. And pe- that's when people said uh that they were like that's the first red flag. Well, cuz I've been reading more and more of the allegations that are coming out and what I find interesting is that, like, there seems to have been so many people who knew the truth but didn't come out until recently. Mm-hmm. And I guess it goes to show you that speaking up really does make an impact because so many people are afraid to. Mm-hmm. Even the girl who did doc- the documentary, she was kind of alluding to, she didn't say this, but she was kind of alluding to the reason why she didn't say anything is because she felt like she was just a powerful black figure. And she wanted, didn't want to take it away from that black empowerment. Yeah. And she said that's why she didn't ever come out and say that's why she canceled her documentary. She just said they went on, uh, they had creative differences. And then she brought on a, a white guy to direct it instead. The, and the girl who left was a black woman. Mm. And she's like, and she was like, well, it, I didn't say anything, but at least for those of people who are politically aware, they should have seen something yeah. right there. Yeah. They should have seen that that was, you know, maybe something yeah. you should look into. That she replaced her with a white dude. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty fucking heavy, bro. It's pretty heavy. Don't believe anything you see. <laughs> always take everything with a grain of salt. I feel like uh, that's why even sometimes, because I always think of when certain people, I guess, get up to like the high area and then there's like shit that comes out about them. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know whether to believe or not if it's real or not because sometimes I'm like I feel like certain people just want to be taken down because mm. of how up up there they are 
Which is why with this whole situation, like, I don't know. Like You still don't believe it? I I I I mean <laughs> there's a lot of people, you know, and I feel like uh I always wanna say that I that I do believe people and like I do. Um, I think it's just like being in the denial right now where it's just yeah. like how could this actually happen? Like the five yeah. stages of what's it called? Of grief. Grief. <laughs> yeah. Is it first one denial? I think that's denial, anger, bargaining, something. Oh, fourth is fourth is depression and then fifth is acceptance. acceptance. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And I think um I'm in that, but I more I mostly just feel for everyone who's being affected by this. Yeah. And I think about it just more as like the women perspective of like the world is already against us and this is an even other point to be even more against us. And I feel like that's why for me it's such a like like a personal hurt because I'm like, bro, like not only, like, yeah, you're big and you're famous and you have all your shit, but there's other people who don't have that, you know, and and I genuinely feel like this has affected a lot of people. Um, and I think that's why it just like makes me so mad that it's like you basically fucked it up for other people. At least that's how I see it. Right. Um, at least that's how I kind of like feel about it where I'm just like, man, (laughs) (laughs) she's going through it live on the show. Anger. (laughs) It just sucks, bro. It it generally just like sucks that I'm just like, well, cause I I wasn't a huge fan of her. Like again, like I, I hardly ever like heard her songs. I mostly just like. Saw them on TikTok. But I saw what she was doing and I was like, okay, like, do your thing. Whatever. Like, I don't do whatever you want. And then to kind of hear this, which is like, it just sucks when it's like, it's like, uh, it's always like, uh, you know, like, what is it? The BIPOC when it's like, they're the ones who are like fucked up, you know? And it just sucks because it's like, uh. I don't know. I feel like there's just something there that it just kind of affects a lot of things. And I'm like, man. Well, no, I I definitely think it makes people take a step back because I think uh, with someone like Lizzo, it gives off this perception of her image that she was very um, bold and very yeah. strong and loud about her opinions. And when something like this comes out, I think it immediately... in makes people think that now all everything she stood for is invalidated whether she created those ideas or didn't yeah like even separately right like even separately even like lizzo removed the fact she advocated so strongly for body acceptance now a lot of people are gonna think like you see that's all bullshit yeah on any only the only person who would do that is somebody who's being paid to do that you know and i and i and, and, and as sad as it is i feel like it's like people now have ground to stand on because of that yeah because there's there's an example now it just taints a lot of things yeah well because even like again her performers like she was very much at least from as far as i know right is that her performers were also the same thing of like her being like body positive and like they can do anything it doesn't matter your size or like and who you are and it's like to find out that she was doing the same thing she was telling them that they were too fat (laughs) it was just like bro like the thing I'm a little sorry. Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead. The thing I'm a little stunned to about this is that if it were true that she was made or planted for that, I wonder why. Like, why did they like? Because there's an audience for it. Because there's a large amount of people who want to hear that message. That's equivalent to like companies doing like Pride Month stuff, like switching to all that. 
yeah. is equivalent to that. Probably. Yeah. Crazy. I I think uh, with any business, they think of profits first before they think of like morals or ethics. And if there's an audience that's underrepresented, if you're a business, you don't and you don't give a fuck about that. You're still gonna make those moves because you there's money there. Money, you know, money moves the world. So um, I saw people saying like, uh, the more you look at celebrities, the more you see that all these people are like evil. Which is, I don't know. What do you think of that argument? I won't say all are evil. I wouldn't say all are evil, but I also would say that I think what people interpret as "Quote unquote evil" in terms of celebrities, I think it's just the average person. I think the average person is inherently flawed, inherently problematic, and inherently has a lot of uh, bad virtues and ideas. And I think just when you're uh, pushed up to be, and then pointed like with a spotlight and on this pedestal, I think your human nature just looks evil. Mm-hmm. I think we as humans just look at the imperfections of being human as evil. Which is where I I I kind of had trouble with that. What people saying like, when you look at these celebrities, you just see that they're all evil. I don't agree. I think just everybody is imperfect. There's no such thing as a perfect person. There's amazing, great people. You could probably point out some celebrities who are like beloved, like Paul Rudd or I was gonna say Tom Cruise, but I don't know if Tom Cruise is beloved. <laughs> Tom Hanks. You know, you could point out these people, but if you shine the spotlight in them and like really sit sat down with them, I bet you would figure out that they have a lot of problematic ideas and mm-hmm. they believe a lot of things that are problematic. But that's okay because people are inherently problematic. Even us, all of us, we probably have certain ideas that if you shine the spotlight and broadcast it to the world, some a good amount of people would probably be like, "You're fucking evil for believing that." Yeah. When in reality, you know, when you point a finger, what is it for? Three are pointing back, back at, at you. Yeah. This one? Three. Yeah. Yeah. M- most people, bro, are imperfection. <laughs> That's why you go like that. That's why you go like that. It just feels, you get this really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you point like this. <laughs> uh, but that's how you feel the relief when you point uh, the evil and the imperfections in other yeah. people because yeah. you're like, yeah, you're so bad. Let me not pay attention to what I think is bad mm-hmm. about me now. Projecting. Yeah. yeah. I just it's, think it's, it's crazy. There's a lot of shit just going on. Did, yeah. you, did you guys see about Doja Cat too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How she hates her fans? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Yeah. But <laughs> we don't hate our fans. Yeah, we, we don't, don't hate our fans. In yeah. fact, for those of you watching and want to subscribe to our Patreon, <laughs> this is about the time that we're going to move into the Patreon. Yeah. Shout outs. Yeah. Shout out. Oh, wait. So we're wrapping up the show then, yeah. I guess. But you got to say the thing, bro. Uh... Everything's cool. Uh, I guess. No, 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 no. I'm a weird I'm a weird But you know, despite the evil in the world and the imperfections in being human, I think that at the end of the day, everything's cool. I'm a, I'm gonna chug a beer to that. All right. Can I so, say something? Oh, oh yeah. yeah There's ten people to go onto the Patreon and get put in a raffle for a fuck a fan contest. Oh my god. <laughs> Wait, with who? With Patrick. Patrick. No. Patrick. Patrick. no, you said it. So you yeah. got it. Yeah, right. He's handsome. Don't worry. You guys aren't, aren't right. going to lose out or anything. Shout out to all our patrons. Uh, Yoel, uh, Daniel Villanueva, uh, Cat Friend, and Jada Chicano. Um, if you want to be on the wall, go ahead and join uh, our Patreon. Our links are in our bio. But thank you guys for watching. Uh, thank you to Patrick for joining. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Pretty nice.